Message translation of Isaiah 41 and 10. It reads, don't panic. I'm with you. There's no need to fear for I'm your God. I give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. And I'll keep a firm grip on you. For a little while this morning, I want to talk to you from the subject, don't panic. Don't panic. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't, don't, don't even turn. But this is for you. I mean, because there, there's sometimes some apprehension about circumstances and situations that cause us to panic. But God want to give us a word this morning for ourselves to don't panic. So let's pray. Father, we thank you today for what you're doing. Thank you that you are still God. You're still sitting on the throne. God, you're still in control of everything. And God, we love you today. and We trust you. We know, God, that your hand is on us. God, your hand is on this nation. And Father, we just pray that your divine will be done. We submit to your will on today. God, we come this morning to encourage the hearts of your people. In spite of what they're seeing, in spite of what they're hearing. Father, to know and have a resolve. God, that they can trust you. That when everything else fails, that God, you're the God that we can trust. So we thank you today. God, I pray that as I stand behind this sacred desk to declare your truth. God, the assignment that you've given to me today, God, I pray that it will go forth and be completed. That your people will leave here strengthened and empowered to know that they're not in this fight by themselves. That even though the world may seem like it's hopeless, but God, we have a God of hope. So we trust you on today. And this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the Lord's house this morning. Amen. That's my goal this morning. It was my goal this morning to start our new series entitled The City Seven. Uh, it was my goal to come to you and kind of talk about um, our core values because I think it's so important that as a church that you know, anytime that you're connected to something, you want to know or you want to be clear on the vision, uh, the mission, and definitely the core values of that particular uh, place that you're connected with. And core values are that which govern the op operation of the church, and it is essential. Uh, it is basically uh, the beliefs of the church, the beliefs. So you want to know uh, as being connected to something, what the beliefs are, because we, as a church, not only did we change our name, but we changed our, our vision, we changed our mission, and we changed our core values, because we wanted those three things to be linked together uh, so that we can fulfill the very purpose by which God has called us as a ministry. But as a pastor, I, I truly understand that uh, it's important for me to address the issue of the time. Uh, in light of the elephant in the room, I, I believe that I would be less than a pastor not to speak to what's being spoken to uh, on every television station, every employee, every business, and of course, we are ultimately talking about it ourselves. So I would be less than a pastor not to address that because what has been labeled the coronavirus has uh, grabbed people with fear. 
And we see that. We see that in the counseling of major events, sports events, the closing of college campuses and the closing of our schools to really the roller coaster ride uh, in the stock market. We see that people are nervous. People have some apprehension. There's fear in the air. And it's so important that as believers that we got to understand that people are looking at us. They are observing us. They're seeing, is the church afraid? Is the church scared? You know, uh, who do we, uh, are we believing in the world system or, or are we believing in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And really, it is the crisis times that really show who we're trusting in. Uh, yeah. So my goal this morning is not to minimize what's happening, but to let you know that in spite of what is happening, there is still somebody that we can trust in. And that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he is bigger than anything in any situation and in any circumstance, any disease that might present itself in our society. Can I get a witness in the building? So I sit uh, the, the Easter sermon entitled, uh, Easter sermon to our media last week entitled, His Blood Made, made a Difference. Uh, and it is so important that we understand the power of his blood because his blood heals, his blood delivers, his blood saves, and whatever we might face in life, understand, includes sickness and disease. When his blood is applied, it makes a difference in our lives. So the Bible is full of scriptures, and I'll, I'll allude to some of them this morning, but the Bible is full of scriptures that encourage us to have hope in spite of the crises and situations that are going on in our community and all around us. But I want to focus in on and start with this particular text this morning in Isaiah 41 and 10. So let me set the backdrop to this particular text. What we got to understand is that Israel was, uh, God's people were in bondage uh, by the Babylonians. And God was sending Isaiah, a prophet, to let the children of Israel know that they wouldn't always be in bondage, that he was going to bring them out and he was going to send uh, an individual, uh, Cyrus the Great, and Cyrus was going to be God's instrument in order to return Israel back to Jerusalem so that they could build the walls and so that they could build the city. But in spite of all of that, something had to take place. There had to be a, a, a crisis came upon the scene. And God wanted them to know that in spite of the crises, that he wanted them to continue to trust in him. And I, I think it's so important that... I. I, I I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that Israel and many of the scriptures that relate to Israel, uh, there are some that apply to us and there are some that don't apply to us. But this particular text here, understand, we can pull out of it principles that truly apply to us because we are God's children. I believe it was Galatians 3 that talks about the fact that if you're in Christ, that you are Abraham's seed. And because this promise was given to Abraham, 
Abraham's seed, we fall under that criteria too, that God is our protector, that God is our help, that he is with us no matter what may be happening in our lives. We have to understand that God is still forever present with us in our lives. So that's kind of the backdrop to this particular text. So the prophet Isaiah begins to tell them, don't panic. Don't panic in the midst of the crises that is about to happen because I'm going to free you. I'm going to deliver you. But some things have to happen in the process of that. So he tells them, don't panic. And the word panic uh, means a sudden overpowering fright, extreme anxiety, unreasoning terror. And we see this in our day uh, or we see this in our day, a sudden uh, a flight. People are getting scared. There's some anxiety in the atmosphere. People, uh, there's this terror, worrying about what's going to happen. Is this the end of the world? As I was talking to somebody last week, they were saying that somebody was saying that this was the end of the world. So there are a lot of uh, suggestions and interpretations about the time that we're living in but one thing is certain is that God is in control of everything so just like Israel understand that God knew that we too would face some frightening situations in our lives whether it be the loss of a job or a troubling situation with a child financial issues, health issues, or some disease that shows up on the scenes and begins to impact our society. God knew and God knows everything. Nothing creeps up on God. This didn't catch God by surprise. That's why it's so important that we understand who we serve. That if God knows about it, understand at some point of time, things are going to balance out. At some point of time, God is going to bring some help. I mean, even Job, Job 14 and 1 says, man who was born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. So, but in spite of the frightening situations, God tells us not to panic. The prophet Isaiah gives us three reasons to not panic. And these three we really can take to the bank. These three, when we hear about situations and circumstances that are happening, these three, when we turn on the television and begin to look and, and listen to uh, 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 those in the news uh, begin to talk about the situation, these three things we can bank on, these three things that we can refute or that we can bring against those things that are trying to come against us. The first thing he tells us, First reason not to panic, he says God's presence is with you. And this is key. He tells them that I am with you. Note that he does not say I was or I will be. But he says I am with you. That means that every step you take, every situation you may encounter, every problem that arises, God is not absent of your situation. He's not absent of what's going on. I'm reminded of the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness and God protected them. His presence was there. Uh, he was there with them by day and he was there with them by night. He covered them from the scorching uh, heat of the day with a cloud. And he gave them uh, a fire by night. He, he gave them the ability to see in the midst of darkness. So he does not leave his people. He's walking with us in the midst of everything that we can encounter in life. 
So God's presence makes a difference. I mean, the psalmist understood this in Psalms 34 and 18 and 19. He tells us the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. He says the righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. So God draws near to those that are in trouble. When situations and circumstances happen in our lives, understand God is not running from us, but he's running to us. Yeah, he's right there with us in the midst of what we're going through. So in spite of the troubles, God has promised to be our source of power, our courage, our wisdom. He, he has promised to help us and be there in the midst of whatever we're going through. And David understood this. The, the psalmist understood this. He understood the value of God's presence. Yeah, that's why he sought God every day, whether trouble was present or not. And so many times in our lives, we wait on trouble to push us to God. Yeah, y'all ain't going to help me this morning. <laughs> I mean, when we're going through situations, that many times people don't run to God until crisis happens. Yeah, they don't run to God. And many times we're so focused on circumstances and situations that really something has to come in order to get our attention to, to push us to the presence of God. The psalmist understood this in Psalms 27 and 5. He says, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me, uh, set me high upon a rock. So when you are in his presence, understand he will keep you safe. Now, I, I, I want to kind of uh, come back and kind of look at a few things because, because we have to be careful when we try to dissect God's word. We have to be careful in the sense that uh, we understand that things may happen in our lives, but whether they happen before or after, understand God is still forever present with us. What am I saying? I'm saying that we can't say that, be uh, that because we are in Christ, because we are saved, that nothing is going to come our way. Because uh, whether you like it or not, understand, you can be good and still have some trouble. Uh, yeah, but the key thing is that God would never leave you in the trouble. That he'll be right there with you in the midst of whatever you're going through. So the second reason that we're not to panic is that God has established a relationship with us. This is key. He says, I am your God. I am your God. He makes this thing personal. Yeah, he, he says that we are his, understand, we are his sons and his daughters. In other words, we are his family. I, I don't know whether you've ever experienced this or not, but I, I kind of thought about when I was coming up as a child, uh, 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 growing up around Roberts Park, uh, the east side of, of, of Raleigh, uh, I, I would get in some trouble sometimes. Yeah, I, I would uh, probably push some people's trigger a little bit more than I should have, and they may want to fight. Uh, and, and some things I couldn't handle, but I had some uncles could, that could handle some things. I had some uncles that when I got in trouble, you know, all I had to do was tell the person that, wait one minute, I, I go get my uncle and bring him back and we'll take care of this situation. Because we were family, understand, I could, I could rely on them. They, they, they came to my rescue, even though I might have started it, even though I might have brought the trouble on myself, because I was family, understand, they were going to stand up with me. Well, today I don't have to call on my uncles. No, I don't got, all I got to do is call on Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, the creator of the universe, the one that hung the moon and the stars and divided the firmaments, the one that promised that he would be my battle axe in the time of war. He would be my bridge over troubled waters. I don't have to call on no human being, but if I just call on him, yeah, I understand that he'll make a difference in my life. Yeah, so that goes for everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're young or old, black or white, young or, or, or old, rich or poor. Understand that he will be your protector. This is what 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3 tells us. He says, but the Lord is faithful. That's key. He's faithful. He, when, when, when everybody else may not be faithful, God is faithful. He says, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil. I like the message translation. It says, but the master never lets us down. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll stick by you and protect you from evil. And then the psalmist picked it up in Psalms 46 and 1. He says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. So God will be right there in the midst of everything that you may encounter in life. And I like what the psalmist says in Psalms 91 and 1 through 3. He tells us, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He says, I say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely he will save you from the fowlers, the, 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 the hunters, those that try uh, to, to, to plot and, 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 and connive against you. He says, and from the deadly pestilence. The disease. He says, I will protect you. Again, we have to pause and be cautious of translating this particular text. Because if we use it wrong, we're saying that those that have been affected may not be in Christ. So we have to be cautious. But what the text is telling us is that in spite of whatever we're going through, whether we're in it, whether it's coming our way, I understand God is right there in the midst and he will help us through. Kind of like the Hebrew boys, the, the three Hebrew boys. He didn't keep them out of the fire, but he protected them in the fire. And that's what God would do in the midst of everything that we're going through. Understand, it, it, it may not come our way. It might come our way. But either way, understand, God is going to bring us out of it anyhow. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Daniel in, in the lion's den. He didn't keep him from the lion's den. But right in the lion's den, God shut the lion's mouth. Oh, uh, yeah. So even in the midst of whatever may come your way, understand, God will be right there in the midst of it for you. He'll be there. See, there comes a point in life where our trust has to be proven. Because it's one thing to trust him when nothing's going on. But then it's another one to trust him when all chaos is breaking loose. Yeah, and that's where we are today is that we got to trust him in the midst of what is happening all around us. We got to trust him. We can't doubt him. I don't care how bad it gets. Matter of fact, I was reminded last week of something I said a couple of weeks ago that in the midst of whatever happens in our society, do y'all remember that? Whatever happens, understand, God will be with us through the storm, through the heartache, through the pain. He'll be right there. So when you trust God, you got to trust that he's a big God, that he's bigger than trouble, that he's much bigger than any microscopic virus, 
that God is much bigger than fear that any of us might face. And I like 1 Samuel 14 as I was studying, I ran across this particular text. Here's Jonathan and his armor bearer. And they come up against uh, a, a large host of army. And it said, perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. They were outnumbered. And he says, nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Mark this down, that trusting God wipes out fear. That the more that we trust God, the more fear will subside. But the more that we bring doubt and unbelief, the greater our fear will be. We will be begin to feel like everybody else. It will begin to appear that we don't have a God. It will begin to appear that we don't believe in God. But the moment that we trust him, understand faith has to get back. Faith and uh, or, or trust or really faith and fear cannot abide together. One has to push the other one out of the way. So the question is, you know, as believers, we have to continue to feed ourselves scripture and we have to continue to pray. We have to continue to lay before God because all of that builds us up against the fears that come knocking at our door because they're going to come knocking because truth of the matter, situations may get worse before they get better. But even in the midst of that, we got to trust God and believe that he's in control of everything. So God will not forsake those who put their trust in him. That's what the psalmist said. Look at uh, Psalms 9 and 10. It says, those who know your name trust in him. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. So if we continue to search for God, understand he'll be right there with us in the midst of everything. He'll be walking with us, talking with us, communing with us. He'll be right there. The third thing, the third thing, the reason not to panic is that God's assurance of strength, God's assurance of strength, help, and victory. He says, I uphold you with my victorious right hand. <laughs> uh, so understand, mama may fail you, daddy may fail you, your husband, your wife, the job, society, the government. But God will never fail his people. And that's the trust that we got to have that he will never fail us. He said, I will never leave you. That's good all by itself. That God will never leave me. He made that promise to each and every one of us that he would never leave us in the midst of whatever happens in our life. So what he's saying is that no matter what you might go through, God is right there. The text says that God will uphold you with his victorious right hand. Uphold. The word uphold means to hold up or grasp, to support. The idea is similar to the word undergird, which means to make secure underneath. So God gets up under us when we can't see our way through. He gets up under us when things get difficult, when things get hard, when it feels like we want to collapse. When it feels like we're getting so much news that it overwhelms us. It seemed like I, I can't make it. I don't know which way to go. God said, I will get up under you in the midst of whatever you're going. I will prop you up so that whatever comes your way won't take you out. <laughs> oh, my God. I like what the psalmist said in Psalms 54 and 4. He says, but God is my helper. 
the Lord keeps me alive. He's my helper. <laughs> He's my helper. He's my helper. So when God is your helper, understand you will ultimately experience victory. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me pause right here. Put a pin. Ultimately experience victory. Which means that, you know, uh, uh, at some point in time, you know, it, nothing may happen out of everything that is happening around me. Somewhere down the line, I'm going to get the victory out of it. Yeah, whether it's in this life or in the next, I'm still going to get victory. See, that's why as believers, we can't be worried about what's happening around us. See, because what the enemy meant for bad, understand God will turn it around for our good. He'll turn it around whether it's in this life or in the next life. Uh, yeah, yeah, because if, if something happens, understand, and I, I wake up, uh, to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. So either way, I'm victorious. Y'all ain't going to help me. If I'm in this life and he's with me, somewhere down the line, I'm going to come out of this thing. Yeah, but, but lo and behold, God forbid that if, 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 if my life is taken, guess what? I, I got a better life in the great by and by. Oh, my God. That's why we can't be afraid of anything. But we got to trust him. So it might not look like you're going to get the victory. It might not look like the victory is in sight. It might not look like or, or it might be getting worse before it get better. But somewhere down the line, we got to trust in what Paul said in Romans 8 and 28. And we know. Somebody said we know. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him, who, are, who have been called according to his purpose. When you've been called by God, when you've been anointed, when you've been ordained, understand situations and circumstances somewhere down the line is going to work out for your good, either in this life or in the next. Can I get a witness in the building? So we're certain on that. So there may be a lot of uncertain things right now. In our life. Maybe a lot of uncertain things that we hear on the news. But one thing is certain. And that is God. Is in control. That God is in control. That he has been in control. Since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time. He's not given up control. He's not lost control. Though Satan is the prince of this air, we understand who the king of kings is and the Lord of lords. He still has to submit. He still has to bow. So that's why we can have some resolve and trust in God. Again, because nothing catches him by surprise. So instead of panicking, and this very well could be an opportunity for us to trust God like never before. An opportunity where we may have been slacking our trust in God. But now we can kind of get a little bit closer to him. Pray a little bit more. Read a little bit more. Commune with him a little bit more. Knowing that you're going to need him in the midst of everything that is happening in our society. We're going to need God. So now's not the time to fall away. Now's not the time to doubt. Now's not the time to question. But draw now unto him, and the word said he will draw now unto you. So this may very well be an opportunity for us to help others to come to know the God whom we love and serve. Because there's nothing like crisis that causes people to pause and begin to stop and question 
you know, what's going to happen? So we have an opportunity to witness. I'm close. We have an opportunity to witness. An opportunity to tell others about Jesus. An opportunity to let others know that he is still in control of everything. That in spite of what the government says, no, no, no matter what has happened. Yeah, I ain't going there. But when we trust God, it's going to be all right. So people often run to Christ in the, in the midst of crises, like I said, but trusting God. Trusting God. We could very well help others turn to trusting and believing the God of the universe. So like the prophet Isaiah, I want to encourage you this morning, don't panic. Don't panic. People talking about moving stocks and bonds and all, all that stuff. Don't panic. I was telling somebody the other day, you going to move your stuff? I said, well, you know, if I move it, it's going to cost me more when I try to buy it back. So I might as well just weather this storm. Might as well, because I'm in it for the long haul. I might as well weather it. And that's what we're doing. We, we got to weather this storm. Weather it. And keep trusting in God. Knowing that he's fighting on our behalf. Somewhere down the line, things are going to turn around. It's going to turn around. And we got to trust that and know that, that God is ultimately in control of everything. So don't, don't let us trust God, or, or, but let us trust God and continue to pray. Continue to pray. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 said, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he promised that he would heal heal the land. So in the midst of this, understand he's calling us to do something. He's calling us to pray, to seek him, to get on our knees, cry out for our nation. Cry out for our nation. The more that we pray, the more it moves God. Because there's power in prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. So if we want to see things change, Let's pray. Let's pray. Turn off the TV. I, I, I know that it's on every channel. I got I, other day. I just got I, I just got so tired of hearing it because the more you hear it, the more you let that in, the more fear arises in your spirit. And what we got to understand too, as I close, is that there's some spiritual connotation about this. And as, as Christians, we got to realize that. That there's some things that he is the, the, the enemy is the prince of the air. So there's some things that he's trying to do to counteract what God wants to do. One, he's trying to make us fearful as Christians. One, he's trying to keep us apart because he understands the power of coming together collectively And definitely, if he can, if he can keep us from, from giving or tithing, understand, uh, the church goes down. So, so we, have to, we have to look at this not only from a natural standpoint, but we got to step into this thing spiritually and see with our spiritual eyes what's happening. Because if fear can subside in our society, if people are scared to go outdoors, scared to go to work, scared to touch people, Scared of all these other things, then 
where's God? Where's God in it? So we got to be wise as Christians. So let's pray like never before. Let's pray like never before. And don't panic. Don't panic. I pray that this word has encouraged your heart. That's all my assignment was today in the midst of everything that is going on to encourage you, to encourage me to know that whatever I hear on television, whatever I see, that God is still in control. That I, I ain't got no reason to be running around here scared and chicken when I serve God. Because he's in control of everything.